I'm never gonna dance again. Guilty feet have got no rhythm. Hello, and welcome to the next episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies. Quarantine edition. The podcast where Matt and Todd watch a movie from a top 100 Netflix list. And then we talk about it and discuss our feelings and our hopes and dreams. And hopefully you join in too at home. You can talk. Somehow we'll listen and hear you. I... I'm Todd Domer. Yes, yes. I am Matt Malloy. And do you want to explain your intro uh, musical number there, Todd? It wasn't immediately evident to me exactly what you uh, Guilty Feet by George Michael. Guilty Feet, George Michael. I think it's called Guilty Feet. Maybe it's not. I don't think it's called Guilty Feet. Careless Whisper is what it's called. Careless Whisper, yeah. But how does that connect to this movie? It does not. I don't think oh, okay. my, I don't think my, uh, my singing intros have connected to a movie in a while. Okay. I just figured I wasn't aware of what the connection was, so I decided I'd start asking you, and it looks like that was useless because there was no connection. I mean, I can start to put more thought into it. Sure, eh. if, if that's what you want, I'm fine with doing that. I, I have no idea what I would have chose for this movie, though. I say follow your heart. Okay. Whatever you want. Well, anyway, I'm Matt Malloy, as I think I said. And now a word from our sponsor. Um, we are excited to have a sponsor, uh, and that is the Santa Fe Writers Project, or SFWP for short. SFWP is an independent publishing house that has been helping authors and books connect with the world for 22 years with a wide range of fiction and creative nonfiction. The founder, director, and friend to the podcast, Andrew Gifford, has offered 25% off to all our listeners when you order direct through his website, sfwp.com. Just use the coupon code MOVIE when you check out. That's M-O-V-I-E-S as a coupon code for 25% off. And thank you, Santa Fe Writers Project, for helping make magic happen here at Matt and Todd Go to the Movies. Everyone go support a small business and buy some books. Yeah. Books. Yes. Well, so so we, we did watch a movie um, uh, separately, still in somewhat of quarantine. Although, Todd, did you hear the big news? Drive-in uh, theaters are opening on Friday. Oh, drive! I mean, but not the one nearest to us, right? Yes, yes. Oh, it in, is. Here in in the great state of Maryland, they are opening their drive-in theaters um, wow. on Friday. So, all right, that could be a game changer. It could be a possibility for us to get back into the um, other movie theaters not opening, but yes, the drive-in is going to be open this weekend all right so we'll have to see maybe we can make a, a journey to to see an actual film in in large screen format well now that we've gone through the news of the day uh <laughs> the the movie that we picked out i think it was random number generator 42 40 it was 40 something I don't know. I didn't pay attention this time like I usually do when you send it to me. We we hit in the in the middle of the alphabet, so 
going to get like an M or an N. In this case, it was the movie Magnolia. So, this is an older movie from 1999. Um, weird to say that that was 21 years ago, but <laughs> it was. And a bunch of uh, people with a lot of names in this. Um, we had Tom Cruise, who doesn't have a lot of names, but we had Philip Seymour, someone, someone, and some other people. R.I.P., R.I.P. Yeah. Um, and other people with, with multiple names, too. Um, what was this movie about? Well, this was... <laughs> good, lu- good luck. <laughs> this movie was one of these big ensemble cast movies where things are taking place sort of in the same area and sometimes the stories, in fact in a lot of cases the stories sort of connect and cross over each other um, but you've got you've got a few different groups of, of characters in this. You've got this guy on his deathbed who's trying to get in touch with his son um, and is taken care of by, by I guess like a hospice nurse in his home and his son is Tom Cruise, who's like a, a sketchy womanizer. Like he teaches a class on how to how to uh, get women, basically. Um, and then there's the the wife of the guy who's dying, um, and the guy is the TV producer. And so there's also a game show, which. Uh, William H. Macy was a star on as a kid. He's trying to come to grips with his life today, post uh, kid game show star. And then you have the current day game show, which has the host of it, who you get involved with his character. He's also dying of cancer. Um, so you get kind of his wife, gets people working around the TV studio, and you get this kid who's on the TV show, he's on the quiz show, and then you've also got this cop who, I forget the guy, what's that, what's that guy's name? John C. Riley. Yes, thank you. So he's, he's the cop, and then you've got this, uh, this woman, and her father is the game show host, although they don't really relate that much. Um, there's only one scene um, but uh, John C. Riley eventually goes on a date after sort of creepily coming to her house. So, did I leave out any main characters? <laughs> um, there's the woman who's married to the to the Tom Cruise dad, dying guy, Juliana Moore. Right. the actress who plays her. She's got her own little story going on. That's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple of different things. There's like a little black kid who kind of keeps showing up in the movie. Oh, yeah, that's true. There's uh, the quiz, the, the current quiz boy's dad is also kind of a character. I don't know. There's, there's a lot going on. There's, true. there's a ton going on. So... That's sort of the highlights. Those are the characters involved, and then what happens throughout the movie is, well, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff happens 
the guy who's dying dies. I don't think that's a spoiler. And yeah. It's maybe a little bit of a spoiler, but I'm going to go with it anyway. At some point, frogs rain down from the sky. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned it because I was debating whether or not I was going to or not. And now that the door's open, I'm really glad you, you did. Yeah. Doors open on that. Um, why did that happen? It's not explained in the film. <laughs> no, no, not at all. So if you if you know that that's going to happen going into the movie and you want an explanation, don't get your hopes up because it's really not talked about even at all. It's really just like a, it, it's as though there was like an asteroid hits the town, so everyone sees it, but there's no yeah. there's nothing behind it, and all it does is affect things in the same way that frogs hitting a town would. Yes. So. yes. <laughs> anyway, so so that's the film. It It's really a sort of all these characters crossing paths, trying to come to grips with life and death and come to grips with their own selves, I guess, in large deaths. There was any overriding theme, it's people trying to kind of figure out sure. how they fit in. Yeah. So, Todd, what did you think of this movie? <sighs> well, an important fact that you left out, I think, Matt, I don't, I don't remember hearing it in your, in your introduction, is that this is a three-hour movie. Oh, yeah. Like, it's no jokes, three hours and three minutes. True. And it did not need to be that long. It is just... <laughs> It's so long, and the and all right. Let me okay. I gotta organize my thoughts here. There's too many things going on in my mind right now that I want to talk about. Overall, I want to start by saying I was not the biggest fan of this movie, but it had aspects that I enjoyed watching. So I'm at least gonna start there. A nice, pleasant, even keel place to start. I'll talk about some of the shiny moments that I like or, or the shiny things. I think there are some really good performances in this movie like I think Tom Cruise does kind of like an acting moment that I was like wow this might be the best thing I've ever seen him do as far as acting wise and I was like that's really incredible uh Philip Seymour Hoffman's really good um John C. Riley, I think is such an underrated actor I think he plays I mean his character is a little weird but I think he plays it so good William H. Macy was really good plenty of good performances and plenty of interesting story that's going on that like keeps you kind of involved but it's too much there's too much story it's like too much to track too much to keep going and it's frustrating how much there is because then you might have to spend 15 to 20 minutes about a story that you don't really care about. And you're just waiting for the story that you're interested in to come back. So um, this movie is kind of similar to me as Boogie Nights. And it's by the same director who wrote and directed Boogie Nights. He wrote and directed this Paul Thomas Anderson or whatever his name is. And multiple names. May I mention again? We've got more multiple names in here. Yes, definitely multiple names. And I liked Boogie Nights, but this is like Boogie Nights times four, as far as like the amount of story that's going, the amount of characters involved, the amount of like, like the movie comes to a climax at least three times 
in in the movie. Like in your when it comes to the climax, you're like, where do you go from here? Oh, we're still going. It comes to a climax again, and you're like, okay, where are we going? And then it's still going, and you're like, I, I, I like, I don't know if this was a well received movie. I should have looked it up how it did, but I could see this, and this is like a weird, frustrating thing to me is that I could see this as a movie that some college professor shows to his class about filmmaking and story and stuff like that and, and calls it a masterpiece and I just want to slap that guy in the face because it's it's not like it's it's just way too much it is way too much I'm sure this is someone's someone out there this is their favorite movie and that's baffling to me because it's there are things that are good in it that get you along to finish it but it is a trek. It is really a trek. I checked my phone to see what time it was at least five times because I just was like so lost and so like, how much more of this do I have to do? Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was bad. I'm going to leave off by saying, uh, for my little, uh, thing here, exactly what I texted you last night when I finished it, which was, I'm not saying I want my three hours back, but F this movie mm. is where I left off. So that's where I'm going to end my little uh, rant about it. Oh, oh, sorry. I didn't even talk about the frogs. The frogs are so stupid. It was so frustrating. It's, I, it, it just, it's, it was, uh, it's just, it comes out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden, all this, all these stories are kind of coming to a head. It's kind of like a, you're building to the crescendo, and everything's popping up, and and then all of a sudden it starts raining frogs. And we're not talking like a little bit. We're talking a monsoon of frogs from the sky, and it makes no sense. Like, and it's just there and it's frustrating and I thought it was so stupid whatever the movie had going for it just totally lost me I'm sure some artsy person can say how it symbolizes something or connects the story somehow but no no sir no no just no Matt <laughs> how about you <laughs> well I I um so I thought the stories were pretty good. Um, like you say, I agree. There are some good acting moments, and um, there were certain stories that I really didn't care about. Uh, William H. Macy's story, I, I really could have taken or left that part of it. Um, to me, he was playing the same character that he plays in uh, uh, in Fargo. I just... thought the same thing. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, this is the same character. He plays the same character in this movie as he does in Boogie Nights and Fargo. It's the same exact thing. Yeah. It's really just how he is in real life, I think. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I could have dealt, I could have done without that. Um, and I didn't think that added a whole lot to sort of this, this braided uh, bunch of stories that they have here. Um, I like the stuff with uh, with Philip Seymour Hoffman and the dying uh, TV producer. Uh, I thought the game show stuff was interesting, and I really wanted to know more about what happened with with the daughter of the game show. Yeah, her getting together with John C. Riley. Um, but 
All that to say, the frogs falling from the sky, I agree. That was dumb. Um, and uh, I, I, I had to say, I watched this with my wife, and there was a moment where there's a sort of climactic moment, and we looked, and I, I paused it because, I don't know if you caught this, Todd, but uh, Agent Coulson is in this movie. Yeah, he's in the beginning too. He's oh, one okay. of the he's one of the guys who robbed the store of the three guys. And oh. then, yeah, he's like he's like a, the, one of the producers on the on the show. He gets double dipped. Right. So so I I paused it to point that out to her and she was like, "Oh yeah, you're right." And also, look, there's still an hour of this movie left. And we were like, <laughs> "Oh, man." So, yeah, it's too long. We we could have cut out a couple storylines, and I think it would have been, like, a really enjoyable, actually. Um, I think probably I'm coming down on, on I like the movie, um, but it was too long. And that was because there's too many storylines. Yeah. I think they, they could have just uh, cut a couple people and had a good movie. Um. So yeah, I, I guess overall enjoyable. Uh, Tom Cruise's character really felt uncomfortable to me in today's world. Sure, absolutely. As his uh, how to be a womanizer basically was his stick, and there's a lot of uh, derogatory language there about. Absolutely. So that's where I end up. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so, how many quiz boys would you give this movie? All right. So, yeah, the, the movie, one of the aspects of the movie that is part of the, the setting, I guess, quiz show where they have smart kids versus, I don't know, smart adults, too. But I apparently guess, yeah. The, Kids win some of the time, or they've won. They've won a lot. Um, yeah. So it was also a little a little uncomfortable there too because the adults are at one point bullying the kids to yeah. see if they could win. And that was like, and again, the one of the adults in in those scenes was a guy from Boogie Nights. I think every person who was in Boogie Nights besides Mark Wahlberg and oh gosh, what's the guy's name? He's dead now. Smokey and the Bandit guy, Burt Reynolds. Uh, both of them are not in the in this movie, but everyone else is. They're just being reused from Boogie Nights. Yeah. Well. Um. So I'm gonna go with. I, I would go higher than three if this movie wasn't as long as it was, but I can't go higher than that. I'm gonna I'm gonna settle on two point eight Quiz Boys out of five. Hmm. I thought. Like I still liked the movie, even though there was some, there was too much. Um, but there was too much, so I can't. So yeah, so there's me. just so much going on in this movie. Um, so I think I want to give it some points because there are some strong performances here. So I want to acknowledge that, that if you're like 
I don't know, an aspiring actor or if you just l- like like watching movies where maybe the overall theme of the movie doesn't get you, but you're into watching good performances, this could be right up your alley. But the minuses are really heavy too. The frogs, the length, it's, it's, yeah, I... I'm going to have to land on 1.8. Okay. Quiz boys. I don't I was trying to get to a point where I could say come I could feel comfortable saying 2, but I'm a little too frustrated with the movie to say 2. Like yeah, a little too a little too angry with it. So, 1.8 final okay. answer. That's that's fair. Well, Todd, uh, this was the longest movie that we've ever reviewed, I think. And I think it's also going to be our longest podcast episode that we've ever recorded as we are yeah. pushing over 21 minutes right now. Yes. So if you're listening to this, good job. You made it. You made it you to made the it. end. Hope you hope, hope you liked it. Um, Another two hours up. and 40 minutes, you would have made it through this movie, too. So <laughs> That's right. Uh, so uh, that'll wrap up this episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies, where we reviewed Magnolia, and we gave it an average rating of 2.3 Quiz Boys out of 5. Um, so watch it, if, watch it at your own peril. If you've got three hours to kill... Uh, you you would uh we would say it's a slightly below average film i honestly think i would feel different about this film if it came up earlier in quarantine and i just had time on my hands but when i was watching it last night i'm like i need this movie to wrap up because i need to go to sleep because i got work tomorrow (laughs) like right yeah so yep well there it is there's our thoughts on the matter uh thank you for listening and Please continue to listen, interact with us on our Facebook page if you like. We've got a separate links for every episode there if you want. Thanks for listening. We also promise that not all of our episodes are this long. <laughs> True. Da 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 da